As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Well, hello there, good people. This is Goofy of Cartoon Fame. <laughs> well, now you asked me to do a promo for Tie a Knot and Hang On, hosted by Camille Sanzone. I nearly knocked poor Mickey over. I got so excited. You see, we have our own lunch bunch, and we listen to her together every week. And I'm here to tell you, if you're not tuning in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, you're pretty goofy yourself, and not in a good way. You know, Camille is half Italian and half goofy, <laughs> and in the best way. She makes me laugh, but dagnabbit, she makes me think too, even if I don't want to. So give a listen, you'd be goofy not to. <laughs> i 
They look like you, too. Yes, they look like you. They look like me. This is Camille Sanzone with another episode of Tie a Knot and Hang On. Help has arrived. If you are a regular listener, thank you and welcome back. Shout out to my collective lunch bunch scattered throughout the United States and special shout out to my friends in Mississippi. If you have stumbled upon my show for the very first time, today's episode is not my usual. Not that I don't talk about things that matter. And importantly, but I generally put a lighter twist on things. After all, my goal is to provide you with a respite from the rubble of the world, right? (laughs) But today, I want to get your attention. I feel very strongly about my topic today. I think you'll like what you hear. And if you're new to my show and like to hear some of my past shows to get a broader idea of what I do, go to iHeartRadio.com where all my past shows can be found in their archives. Just click on Podcasts. And to the title of my show, Tie a Knot and Hang On, or my name, it's Camille Sanzone, S-A-N-Z, as in zebra, O-N-E. And when my show pops up, you'll get a list of shows with their topics, <clears throat> excuse me, and a brief description of what you'll find. So choose one that grabs your attention, and then grab another and another. Give a thumbs if you like them, and go back often whenever you want to lift in your mood or a shift in your day. And this way, you can listen to me any day of the week, any time you like. Think of me as your radio back and call girl. I broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, my general wish is to entertain you, but my mission is to encourage you to discover ever better ways of being in the world. And while, as I said, I, I still want to offer you a respite, you know, an opportunity, reset your emotional clock, pull back from the troubles of the day, Because in the midst of all that, and yes, all this that's going on, you deserve to be happy. But today I'm going to ask you to indulge me. Let me rant a little about what I see as a, well, a marked decline, I guess, in the humanity of the world. Maybe it's not a decline. Maybe it's uh, just that we've become more aware on a more regular basis of what goes on because people have cameras and videos. But here goes as I broadcast Live today, it is Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020, and the title of this episode is Where is the Humanity? Now, unless you live in a cave somewhere, hiding out from the coronavirus, you know this was a weekend of unrest above and beyond the pandemic. Now, perhaps like me, you're exhausted from it, anxious, worried about the future, your health, your place in the world. I know it can be hard to find a reason to even smile, let alone be happy right now, but Because I like to think if you listen to my show, especially on a regular basis, you're a caring, aware, human being. And if not, there's at least hope for you, if we're on some level, you're reaching out to discover ever better ways of being in the world with the rest of us just by being here in my audience. And as I always say to you, we teach best what we most need to learn. So my shows and the topics I choose are as much for me to grow as they are meant for you. And preparing for today's episode, once I chose my topic in light of what's going on in the world and the United States in particular, I looked up the definition of the word humanity. Now, it is the quality of being human, of course, a part of humankind, all of the living human inhabitants of the earth. Now, there may be human beings, I suppose, on other planets. I don't know. Mars, perhaps. Now, derived from the word humane or perhaps vice versa. 
having humanity means having the qualities of kindness, compassion, sympathy, justice, consideration for other humans and all the creatures who share the earth. Rex in the chat room says things are doing well here. How are you? Susan says, our daughter moved back from serving in the Marines. Please welcome her back home. Welcome back, Susan's daughter, and thank you for your service. Mississippi says, hi. Now, I suspect most of us think of the word humanity as encompassing all the good things that make humans good, or if you will, humane. Now, isn't it interesting, though, nowadays, most of the things said or heard after the expression, it's only human or I'm only human, usually it's about being jealous or being greedy or think of themselves as number one of being weak. You know, we often excuse our bad behavior, being unkind or impatient, by saying, hey, I'm only human. Well, people who know me, even a little, at some point call me the eternal optimist. And I, I am, usually. You know, I tend to believe or am hopeful that things will get better. But sometimes, lately especially, that internal, eternal optimism, well, it's being sorely tested. And here are a few reasons why, of late. Over the Memorial Day weekend, Amy Cooper, a white woman, called the police on a black man, Christian Cooper, no relation, who asked her to leash her dog in New York City's Central Park. Now, there were signs everywhere stating that dogs must be leashed, apparently in that particular area of the park, because it's known for bird watching, and apparently dogs who are loose tend to frighten the birds off. Now, fortunately, the incident that's transpired was captured by Christian on his cell phone's video camera. Amy Cooper can be seen approaching him asking him to please stop recording, to which Christian Cooper responds, please don't come close to me. Now, she knows she's wrong. She's supposed to have her dog leashed. But instead of simply leashing her dog, she tells Christian that she's going to call 911 and tell them he's attacking her. Now, why would she do that? <laughs> I suspect that's because she knows on some deep level that a white woman will always be believed over a black man you know, the belief that white women are deeply fearful of black men seems ingrained in our society. Now, you can hear her voice on the video becoming increasingly pitched when she's calling 911. And she repeats, an African-American man, she says it at least three times, is threatening me. And my dog, please send the cops immediately. She screams that into the phone. Now, Christian Cooper can be heard at the end of the video saying thank you as she apparently finally clips her dog's leash onto his collar. But she was jerking that poor dog around by the collar before that, just pulling him around. Now, if he hadn't taken that video, I suspect that whole thing might have ended very differently for him. He might have ended up arrested at the very least. And perhaps worse, dead at the hands, well, or knee of police responding to a call from a apparently frantic, obviously petrified white woman who had been threatened by a black man. So now bird watching while black is dangerous. Now we've seen that 
running while black can be dangerous. Most recently, that young jogger, Ahmad Arbery, was hunted down by a father and son out for an outing, yeah? Oh, let's go lynch or shoot a black person. And they shot him three times. Sleeping while black apparently can be dangerous. Brianna Taylor, the young woman who was shot eight times in her own bed by a troop of police who broke into her apartment just shooting indiscriminately without identifying themselves. They said they identified themselves. So what? They identify and smash open the door and just start shooting? They were in the wrong apartment, apparently. Later, they discovered her boyfriend had a legal firearm, and he started shooting when the door opened because he didn't hear anybody announce themselves as police. They were just intruders as far as he could tell, and he didn't apparently hit anybody. Well, the only intruders that were there were in police uniforms. And I'm not anti-police, believe me. I have some in my family. Now, we're experiencing protests which have been hijacked by rioters, those who don't care at all about justice, those only interested in taking advantage of a situation to loot or make it seem as though the black community is out of control for what happened on May 25th. The death, or should I rightly say, the murder of George Floyd, an African-American man. Happened south of downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota. Because I'm talking about the United States. Now, the police had been called, apparently, regarding a forgery in progress. It seems George Floyd was being accused of passing a $20 counterfeit bill. Oh, my God. High violent crime. If, in fact, he what he did. Look, I was given a, a counterfeit 20 years ago. I didn't know it was counterfeit. Someone passed it to me, and I was paying. I don't know where what store I was in, but I gave them the 20, and they checked it, and they said, ma'am, I'm sorry, but this is counterfeit. Nobody called the police. Nobody arrested me. I just lost $20 and had to come up with another 20. That was good. Well, while Floyd was handcuffed, lying face down on a city street during the arrest, a white Minneapolis police officer, Derek Chauvin, kept his knee on the right side of Floyd's neck for, they counted from the video, eight minutes and 46 seconds. Apparently two minutes and 53 seconds of which occurred after he had become unresponsive. Now he and the other three officers involved were fired, but only Chauvin was finally charged. I think it's third degree murder was the charge. Now, the other officers were still at least complicit, but one apparently held his back, another held his legs down, and the third at least just looked on, stood nearby, didn't do anything, stopped, didn't say, hey, you know, listen up, turn him over on his side, which is what you're supposed to do. Police stated that he had physically resisted arrest after being ordered to exit his vehicle before the video was filmed. However, surveillance footage from a nearby restaurant appears to contradict what the police claimed. Now, the video that was recorded, I think they said it was a teenage girl who will forever be changed by what she saw, no doubt. That video shows that the arrested Floyd kept saying, please, I can't breathe. Don't kill me. said he called out for his deceased mother as he lay dying under Chauvin's knee. You know, oh, oh, I'm not embarrassed if I cry. I just don't want to interrupt. (laughs) 
my airtime. Okay. Even as a child, such things have always unsettled me, unnerved me. Now, years ago, I know I've told this story on the air before. I said I have police in my family, some good, some not so good. <laughs> one of them is very bigoted. Well, actually, another one is too. But anyway, talking about this particular one. It was the Easter after Martin Luther King had been assassinated. We were at this, my cousin's house. It was her husband, his police officer. We were having Easter dinner. Someone brought up the assassination. And he says, what is all this commotion about? It's just one less. And he used the N-word. One less of those. Hmm? Well, I was appalled. and But I didn't want to start anything because it's his house. And I wanted to be respectful. So I merely pushed my chair away from the table. And I went upstairs. And my mother subsequently followed me. And she said, what, what did you come upstairs for? That was very rude. I, I was rude. I said, did you hear what he said? And she says, well, you know how he talks. She says, but what does that got to do with you, my mother? Well, I told her that I wasn't going back. I wouldn't share the table, I said, with him. And she says, well, you know, they're all talking. I said, really? <laughs> they're talking about me? Yes. They wondered maybe you got upset because maybe because you don't usually bring a boy home to any of the family dinners. Maybe you're dating a black boy and, you, you know, you're embarrassed. <laughs> Little did she know I was dating a girl. But anyway, <laughs> I once brought home a black Cuban Jewish girl just for fun. But anyway, back to my subject. I heard a black woman speak on a new show after the Floyd incident, which just literally brought me to tears. She said for so much of her life, she has felt hunted, H-U-N-T-E-D. It hit me so hard when she said that she had to explain to her children, especially her sons, that even in these days, in the United States of America, allegedly the land of the free and the not always so brave, that they have to be very careful because there are those who still think it is okay to hunt black people. Because, well, after all, they're not really human, are they? She feels hunted and told her children to be careful because they might be hunted. And that jogger certainly was. They followed him in their vehicle and shot him dead. Now, hearing that and seeing so much of this going on in this world, I will forever feel haunted. And it wasn't the first time I'd heard that sentiment expressed, but I don't know, there was something about the way she said it or perhaps my saturation point had just been reached. Now, I know some of you may be wondering what I'm going to blame this to on Donald Trump. I don't blame everything on Donald Trump. I don't blame him for the virus, and I don't blame him for creating, inventing racism, but he clearly fosters it. Now, well, in fact, he incites it. He applauds it. He creates an atmosphere where Atrocious behavior is not just excused, it's acceptable, even praised. He told supporters at a rally when he was running for president in 2016, if you see a protester, go ahead, punch him in the face for me, I'll take care of you, I'll get you out of jail. Trump told police not to be so nice when putting a criminal in the backseat of their patrol car. You know how they put their hand on their head so they don't bang their head against the, the frame of the door, the door of the car? He said, that's okay if they get banged up a bit. Hmm. Let's pause for a minute, please. 
while I catch my breath. But I will talk more about this after we hear the Black Black Eyed Peas rendition of Where Is the Love? Always shown by the media Negative images is the main criteria Infecting the young minds faster than bacteria Kids wanna act like what they see in the cinema Whatever happened to the values of humanity Whatever happened to the fairness and equality Instead of spreading love, we're spreading animosity Lack of understanding leading us away from unity That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling under That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling down It's no wonder why sometimes I'm feeling under Gotta keep my faith alive Where is the love? 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 Where is the
Where is the love? He starts off by what's wrong with the world? People living like they ain't got no mamas. One of the first protests that I watched after Mr. Floyd was murdered, a young man, I guess, I don't know, late teens, maybe early 20s, was holding up a sign. It said, you kill our fathers, then mock us for being fatherless. Some of the lines in here, he says, if you only have love for your own race, then you only leave space to discriminate, and to discriminate only generates hate. When you hate, then you're bound to get irate. Madness is what you demonstrate, and that's exactly how anger works and operates. You gotta have love just to set it straight. Take control of your mind and meditate. Let your soul gravitate to the love. Y'all, people killing, people dying, children hurt, you hear them crying. Can't you practice what you preach? Won't you turn the other cheek? Father, Father, where is the love? As I feel the weight of the world on my shoulder, as I'm getting older, people getting colder. I just, the words are just sad and incredible. Whatever happened to the values of humanity, whatever happened to fairness and equality, instead of spreading love, we're spreading animosity, lack of understanding, leading us away from unity. That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling under. That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling down. Got to keep my faith alive till love is found. Ask yourself, where is the love? You know, on Sunday I happened to watch an early episode of Law and Order SVU, Special Victims Unit. It was so old, Mariska Hargitay, the main character, the actress, plays Olivia Benson. She was a cop, a very young cop in it, and her partner was Elliot Stabler, played by Christopher Maloney. Now, the episode opened with the two of them being called to a crime scene, and a young woman had apparently been murdered. Chewing on a toothpick, a detective already on the scene tells Olivia that the victim is a whore. She asked him what made him think so, and he said, well, after years on the job, you can smell them. Hmm. Olivia made some comment about his insensitivity, and he said, N-H-I, what's the big deal? Now, I didn't know what that meant, N-H-I. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But apparently another cop there didn't either. So Olivia explains to him NHI means no humans involved. Implying no big deal. Don't knock yourself out. It's not important. Don't even, don't even waste your time trying to figure out who killed him. Hmm. Now, in this particular episode, the perpetrator had been killing prostitutes for 31 years without being caught. One young woman had managed to get away from him the year before, and he, and they went to find her to question her about it. And she asked, "Why are you questioning me now? Did he finally do it to someone who mattered?" Did he finally do it to someone who mattered? I never heard the term, so I looked it up, even though I heard Olivia explain it. I discovered that NHI, No Humans Involved, was a designation used by police, politicians, and judges when dealing with prostitutes and other marginalized communities. Well... In my estimation, the people who refer to any marginalized community as NHI are the ones who are not human. Rebel, please play What the World Needs Now. And I'll be back on the air with you, my friends, in about five minutes.
accepted is to buy a copy of my book at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. Hi, I'm Camille Sanzone, host of Tie a Knot and Hang On on W4WN. My book is filled with life strategies, humor, comfort food recipes, processes that will stir your soul. Feeling low? My book will lift you up. Life good? My book will make it even better. Go to Amazon.com, enter at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. By Camille Sanzone, S-A-N-Z-O-N-E. Buy two copies, one for you and one as a gift. Your problems might just self-destruct in five chapters. Listen to Camille Sansoni. Tuesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, to her show, Tie a Knot and Hang On. Help has arrived on W4WN, All Women Radio. And don't you forget about it. And thank you for not forgetting about me today. Susan, if you want to tell me your daughter's name, I'll personally say welcome back to her by name. Put it in the chat room. Now, what you just heard over the break was uh, What the World Needs Now was sung by what they call Broadway for Orlando. It was a recording made by a huge uh, number of celebrities after the mass shooting at the the gay nightclub in Orlando. And uh, I just wanted to use that one. It's another example of some other horrible thing having happened. And this happens to be Gay Pride Month, June but have you have the expression hurt people hurt people hurt people hurt people now most people who commit atrocities have had horrible things happen to them as children now this does that excuse their behavior you can pity them but it doesn't excuse their behavior but it helps us to understand it again doesn't excuse it now we're supposedly created equal hmm or at least one hopes with equal opportunity to have a good, happy life. But that's not even the case either, is it? Some of us are advantaged financially coming into this world, others by being raised in a, a good, loving, supportive family. Others of us, not so much. But we're all damaged. Yeah, some of us clearly more damaged than others. But at some point, if we don't get outside help, we must learn to reach inside ourselves for help. 
Susan tells me her daughter's name is Chantel. Chantel, again, welcome home from the service and thank you for your service. I'm glad you got home safely to your family. Now, I've told you before, and I'll no doubt remind you time and again, that we must learn to be our own best comforters. Now, what comfort can we find when we continue to face such horrors, this pandemic, an economic breakdown, protests, murders? Now, we often feel powerless in the face of our grief and worry, fury, our deep estrangement from one another sometimes our exhausted selves even. And yet, you know, we we have to strive to find ways to comfort ourselves and those near and dear to us. Think, Think about it for just a little while, and I know you'll discover at least one thing you can do that can make someone else's life a little better, if only for a few minutes. You know, it's kind of a way to offer the world a gift. For you, my nonviolent bunch who lunch, not punch, (laughs) you can do a lot to ease the pain across the planet for each act, each act of kindness sends ripples out into the world. So let's do that. What do you say? Let's listen to another inspirational song. I need to hear it, even if you don't, but I suspect you might too. Written and sung by Bill Withers. Play Lean On Me for you, will you, Rebel? Help you. 
You can't call me, but you can email me. <laughs> it's always in the chat room, but you can email me at Camille Sanzone at AOL.com. I said, give me show ideas. Let me know what you think of shows. Tell me what's going on with you. If you just want to chat about something. Now, I'm not saying I have the answers to anybody's problems, but I certainly give you my point of view if you want, <laughs> if you want it. The lyrics to that song are so, so important. Sometimes in our lives, we all have pain. We all have sorrow. But if we're wise, we know that there's always tomorrow. Lean on me when you're not strong, and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. For it won't be long till I'm going to need somebody to lean on. Please swallow your pride. If I have things you need to borrow, for no one can fill the needs that you won't let show. Call on me when you need a hand. We all need somebody to lean on. I might just have a problem that you'll understand. We all need somebody to lean on. If there is a load you have to bear that you can't carry, I'm right up the road. I'll share your load. Just call me. If you need a friend, just call me. Like I said, email me. Just email me. Well, I don't know that I have vented entirely about this subject, and I do hope things calm down. Uh, I don't feel particularly comforted by uh, you-know-who in the Oval Office. He exacerbates things, and that good word, $50 word. He makes things worse, it seems. I mean, he's even had people say, please don't tweet, don't say anything. Just don't say anything. But even with with the pandemic and with things like this, the hopeful part of me tries to rear its head and say, you know, there's a reason behind all of it. doesn't mean it, it's a good reason in, in the sense that it's a God orchestrating, yeah, let's have a pandemic, that'll teach him. Even if it's a good lesson to reassess and to see what's really important. And, well, let's have this happen to this, this, this man so that everybody realizes that it's still going on, that there are still people out there who think people are lesser than they are because of the color of their skin, for goodness sakes. I hope I made a difference in the life of that little girl, second grade, when I was doing student teaching. When I went to Hofstra University, I was going to teach elementary school. She was the only black girl in the class. I saw her one day sitting by herself, and I went up to her and said, uh, how come you're not playing with the other kids? And she said, they don't, they're not mean, they're mean to me. She said, they don't like me. I said, why? Why do you think that is? And she said, they always call me names. She said, they call me Darkie and 
said a bunch of things like that. So I explained to her <laughs> the, the reason why her skin is dark and my skin wasn't. I pointed to a beauty mark I have on my arm. And I said, see that dark little spot? And I said, that's because of something in my skin. I said, it's, it's just a little name. It's called mel melanin that accumulates. And it happened to form this little circle. It made look like a, a little spot, a little freckle or a beauty mark. I said, and people, some people, there are brown people and darker people and tan people, they have more of it in their bodies. So their skin color is different. I said, you're very dark just about everywhere, aren't you? And she said, yeah. I said, well, I'd say you're just one big beauty mark. <laughs> and her face just lit up. Her face just lit up. And she, saw, she stood up. She said, I'm one big beauty mark. <laughs> and the rest of that school year, she just was different. She acted different. And I guess sooner than later, some of the kids started playing with her because she wasn't listening to what they were saying that was insulting. And she just was owning her blackness, I guess. she was. And we had uh, parent-teacher night. And Miss Skidmore, the teacher in the class, a regular teacher, asked me to come. And the mother of that little girl sought me out, and she told me what a difference it had made, that her daughter's personality had just blossomed after that. She's, of course, a little hard to take after a while. She was laughing. She said, you know, sometimes telling people, I want a big beauty mark. <laughs> you just have one beauty mark over there. But she says, I calmed her down. I toned it down a little bit. But, you know, we all need praise. We all need comfort. And uh, I said, one one act of kindness. Hopefully it spread ripples and hopefully she's a good person. See, I told you this kind of stuff. My mother should say, oh, you believe in reincarnation. Maybe you were black in another life. I mean, does, does that have to be the reason? Just to have compassion for all people? Think everybody has the right to be treated with dignity and respect? Like right away, oh, you must be mad because of what he said about Martin Luther King because you're dating a black boy. What, really? That has to be the reason? I mean, to me, that was so absurd. It just didn't make sense. Now, there happened to be a young boy living upstairs from my cousin. He was 16 at the time. I was in, you know, I was in my early 20s. I was going to school, the college. And he was effeminate, clearly effeminate. But now my family, Italian family, there are no such things as gay boys. They're mama's boys, what they call them. There are no such things as uh, lesbians. They're uh, tomboys, Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was dating for a change this particular time we went. A guy, I did that for a while, <laughs> and he was gorgeous. Dukagini was his last name. He was Albanian. And this young man came downstairs and stayed for a while, and then he left. And Leon Dukagini, yes, I'm saying your name if you're out there, old man, at this point. Uh, he started making fun of him, uh, walking effeminately and with his limp wrist. And uh, I called him into the other room, and I gave him his coat. And he said, what, what are you doing? And I said, I'm asking you to leave. And he said, why? And I said, because I'm not going to let you make fun of somebody in my house. Uh, <laughs> he was so shocked that my Aunt Mary, why did you send him home? And I told her why. She said, well, but so he shouldn't act that way. So she's blaming the boy. It wasn't my house, but I meant like, you know, in my family. 
around me anyway. I wasn't going to let that happen. Um, I just don't understand unkindness. What was to be served? What was to be served by that, you know? And at that point, I hadn't really even come out to myself. So it maybe, and again, it doesn't have to be because you're that way or because your friend is that way or your sister's that way that you understand. I'm sure my being gay has helped some people in my family understand that a little better than they might have otherwise because they know me and assume, assuming they love me, uh, so they understand a little bit better. But hey, you've been listening to Camille Sanzone, Ever Johnny's Aunt Cammy, host of Tie a Knot and Hang On. I hope you've enjoyed your time with me today, even though I've ranted a bit. I hope I've inspired you to smile more, dream more, be more, give more, forgive more. And think about this. Where you've been doesn't have to determine where you are on the journey of your soul. If you harbor any trace of racism or bigotry of any kind, I implore you, explore your heart, root it out. The change in the world we want to see has to begin with each of us. Start by being kind. Kindness is contagious, you know. Spread that around. I leave you with Home by Philip Phillips because I want you to make this place your home. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home Settle down and it'll all be clear Don't pay no mind to the demons They fill you with fear The trouble in my drag you
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.